like, I don't know if you saw the pictures of them, but like, it's like Nick and Judy will meet like in a little corner, but like in front of them, they'll have the like, like a little popsicle stand and like, to like help distance them. Wait, who's Nick and Judy? Like from Zootopia. Oh yeah, 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 okay. And I thought that was so cute. And like, they'll have like Lilo and Stitch out at like a certain spot, but like in front, they'll be surrounded like, buy like surfboards and stuff right so it's like you have to get a selfie from like right but like at least like it's like themed and it's cute like right. i kind of like enjoy like the like the i don't i don't necessarily always have to take i mean like obviously families will want to take photos but i'm like i'm kind of here for like the ambiance of like the little like meet and greet moment right i see a little video online of the promotional stuff that disney put out for avengers campus with yes. like all the different like superheroes and stuff and they're all like themed and stuff so i'm curious to see how that's gonna be yeah, I mean, like, I've seen, like, little videos, and, like, obviously, like, we've kind of, like, speculated that they're gonna do, like, uh, like, like, the Spider-Man thing, like, they'll have, like, the Spider-Man, like, fancy animatronic, but then, like, they'll have, like, some stunt, like, mini stunt show, right. and, like, Cap should be, like, meeting, like, on top of, like, the Avengers building, right. so, like, that'll be really interesting, I'm kind of, like, really excited to see, like, Doctor Strange, and, like, um, in his little area, because his area looks gorgeous. I'm so excited. Oh, we are recording a podcast, though, so... <laughs> podcast right like i'm sorry everyone welcome to the movie bugle we're over here just talking about disney which is fitting because this episode is gonna be disney but movie movie disney mm-hmm. stuff like that but we had to get into the spirit of the mouse so thank you for joining um i have the wonderful spencer with me on this episode what's up spencer hey what's good so it's interesting so spencer and i actually recorded an episode about a month and a half yeah. ago Got through the whole thing, everything was good, but it, like, literally, like, the what I recorded just wasn't, like, it. She wasn't it. So, I was like, well, let's hold off from doing it again because of this particular movie that I'm super excited that we're able to actually talk about because Oof. the last episode that him and I did that is unreleased was about the Disney live action movies and... This is a Disney live action. So I was mm-hmm. like, let's just go ahead and talk about it. So I know he's super eager to get into it. But before we get there, just thank you everyone for joining in. Please check out my Instagram at the movie bugle. Um, and let's get started. So both of us have had the opportunity to see Cruella. And I'm gonna go ahead and let you know now. This we won't do heavy spoilers, but this will be spoilers. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to talk about the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we, don't, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't have to get into every intricate detail, but it's this is a discussion. Yes, so, this is a discussion, y'all. So if you have not seen the movie Corella yet, get on please it. pause this podcast, save it in your library, go to Disney Plus, where you can purchase it for $29.99 with Premier Access, or go visit your local theater if you feel comfortable enough, and you can see it there. And actual, like... The Spencer and I actually seen it separately. He actually got to see it on Disney Plus, so he could talk mm-hmm. about that experience. And I actually saw it in the theater. Yeah. So I'll talk about that experience as well. But either way, go see Cruella and then come back and push play on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So before we get there, let's just talk about our overall thoughts. Now, for those who have been living under the rock, the new Disney live action movie that is out is called Cruella, and Cruella is pretty much a prequel to the beloved story that we all know of the 101 Dalmatians, talking about the the very vicious, I guess, villain in the movie, Cruella yeah. DeVille, but this is how that character became who she is that we all know, played by Emma Stone, and I, Spence, I'll let you go first. Um, just overall thoughts of 
of how was it watching it on Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. Like, what was that experience like, and how did you? What did you think about the movie? Well, first of all, uh, my the anticipation for this movie was very high for me. I think that Disney did a really good job of marketing this movie. It was like a little dark. It seemed a little like kooky and crazy, and like a little bit not the usual Disney brand. It was definitely like a more like young adults vibe than like a like a young children's vibe, which I really loved. Right. Um, the movie itself did not disappoint. It was a like full fledged, like very well written movie. Um, Emma Stone did an amazing job. The costumes were stunning. The sets were amazing. Uh, the story, again, was like very, um, kept you on your toes. Like I was very invested and like very on the edge of my seat like the entire time. Um, Emma Thompson, who plays the Baroness, was such a good character as well. Um, I really enjoyed seeing the dynamics between all of the characters, especially um, Horace and Jasper were great um, additions as well. Um, getting a little bit more insight on their um, their relationship with Cruella. And I'm a huge like fashionista kind of person, so I really enjoyed one the um, kind of like a homage to the original, um, the original like li- I guess original in quotations like Cruella live action movies with Glenn Coase, the 101 Dalmatians movies um, with that fashion homage. But then like it, I forgot what I was saying. But anyways, it's a it's a delightful freaking movie. It, it was definitely amazing. So my experience with this, um, so like I said, Spencer actually saw it on Disney Plus. Uh, it was oh, it, honestly, sometimes things are hard to watch. Like Raya, I had a hard time watching on Disney Plus. There were quiet moments and stuff that I, like I kind of lost. But Cruella, I had like n- everyone was quiet. Really? People, we were on the edge of our seats. I mean, we talked here and there because like there were just like we were just like blown away by what was going on on the screen. But like. It was like a very, um, it was a good movie to watch at home. I think if that makes sense, like there were, um, there weren't like so many, it just read well at home. I think if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so I actually had the opportunity to see it in theater. So I'm actually a member of AMC A-List. We're pretty much, this is not sponsored by them at all, but pretty much you can watch up to three movies a week, um, for like a, like a fixed price per month. So I told myself that there is a lot of movies coming out this summer, a lot of them that were pushed back because of the pandemic last year and also movies that was already supposed to come out this year. So I told myself I was gonna see as many as I can in theaters. And for those who are a little apprehensive about it, the good thing that theaters are still doing right now, they haven't really changed. I think it's still pretty universal across all over America is that they're blocking seats. So oh, when, you, when you buy a ticket, when you and your family, you wanna make sure everyone buys their ticket at the same time because they'll block all the seats around you the way you're you're able to social distance. Oh, that's really cool. So with me personally, you know, I, I've always been like, okay, like whatever, because I usually go to the theater, unless it's like a big movie, I usually go by myself anyways, just because I just like going and just like put myself in that world. Um, but with me, like there was no one sitting in front of me. There was like one person sitting behind me, but like there was no one sitting next to me. So I had like the whole space like to myself. Um, so yeah, I did see it in theaters. Um, and as I mentioned before, the two ways you can watch it is either on Disney plus or you can watch it in theaters. But I, I really enjoyed this movie as well. I didn't grow up. Like I seen both the animated version of 101 and also the live action version of 101 Dalmatian 
but I wasn't like a, oh, I love this movie. Like, it's like, you know, nothing, nothing against her or anything. I just didn't grow up watching it like that. So I was very curious to see like this take on that villain. And I think that Disney has some really good villains that yeah. I think that they're just now getting into, like, you know, we have like Maleficent. Yeah. And like, I always said I wanted to see like a backstory of like Scar and like uh, Ursula. Mufasa, Ursula. You know, so there's they have a like a lot of good like villains. So I think this was a really good one where you can see how that person became this person. Um, when they announced Emma Stone as Corella, I was like, okay. And then when they when they showed the very first image, yeah. I was like, yep, I can see it. This works, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like I can see it. Um, I'm a huge fan of Emma Stone. I love pretty much everything that she's ever been in. One of my favorites is The Help. Um, mm-hmm. I actually loved her version of, of Gwen Stacy from Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. um, I know that those with um, Andrew Garfield is not everyone's favorite Spider-Man, but I love that Gwen Stacy, and I feel like what she brought to that character was really great, so I was really excited to see it. But I will say, when I saw it in theaters, there's people interacting, people was laughing at the jokes, and it, mm-hmm. it felt good to go back to a theater yeah. and like enjoy a movie with other people around you. It's a, it's, a, it's definitely an experience. It's definitely an experience. So the reason why I wanted to bring Spencer and talk about this movie is Spencer is uh, really big into fashion. He designs all, like a lot of his own things, and he, you know, I've seen a lot of his sketches and stuff, and I'm very inspired whenever I look at his artwork and stuff like well, that. She is. <laughs> So I know that he would have a lot to say about like the different like art pieces in here and like the costumes and stuff. So um, what was one of your favorite uh, costumes that she puts on? Oh my gosh. I, well, I was, the only thing, the only reason I was a little disappointed was because they like gave away most of like the, like the stunning looks like in the promos. Right. They were like, here's all of the looks and they're all like, I mean like, which got me hyped for it for sure. I think one of my favorite, maybe, maybe it was just because it wasn't as showcased in, if, if at all in the promos was, um, there is a point in the movie where she's like continuously like berating the Baroness at like all these different like fashion events. Mm -hmm. And she's just like popping up and like doing her thing. Um, it's the one where she pulls up in the trash can, the trash garbage uh, tr- garbage truck, and it like backs up into like into like the space, and then dumps like what looks to be like a pile of garbage, but it's like a like this big heap of fabric. Emma Stone as Corella pops out of the fabric, grabs up onto the um, the garbage truck, pulls a- it pulls away, and then like this heap of um, garbage like pulls out into like a huge train that just like flows behind her as she like drives off into the distance why can't i remember that it was so it was such a good moment oh my gosh how can you not remember that? i know because the one like the one that stuck out to me the most it, it wasn't necessarily just like the outfit but i think the whole like so like basically what you was talking about every single time uh so let's let's talk about the story up to that point and i'll say like my favorite like my favorite outfit or moment. So basically, uh, Estella is mm-hmm. uh, she finds a way to London. She you know her she loses her mom tragically, and she finds a way to London and meets up with her friends, and um, they grow up together. And they they're a life of mischief. They yeah. know how to con people a lot. They know how to they know how to blend in. And she makes all their costumes. And she's very uh, she's a different kid. Um, yeah. she's like Estella is like the girl but then Cruella is almost like her alter ego she's like her, like alter her ego, like yeah. dark side and she's able to like you know 
come up with these grand schemes and stuff like that. And she lands like this, I guess, this job at this like fashion boutique. Uh, but she's not right. doing anything yet. She's like cleaning stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, she's literally Cinderella. Like she's as yes, uh, Cinderella. And she gets fed up with one day and like trashes it, but makes she a gets, statement with yeah. it. Yeah. And the the Baroness who comes by and sees her statement is like, "You're hired." And yeah. we want to, I want to work with you. And she's able to create stuff like that. But she finds out some truth. Yes. Um, that's, uh, we won't say what that truth is. Um, but we, 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 she finds out some truth about the, this Baroness person. And honestly, this movie gave me like, like the Devil Wears Prada with a smidge of like Harley Quinn and Joker. Okay, mood. Um, like definitely like the Baroness, like her, like how they would interact with her was very much like, I saw what's... Meryl Streep mm-hmm. the entire time. And I was just like, she's giving me very much like, you know, you know, like, like, darling, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you here? Like, yeah. like who are you? Type you tease? Why are you talking to me? Question mark? Right. Like, who are you again? Oh, okay. Like, who are you? But, um, but no, so, hey, but I, I would say as far as like, Corella's overall like arc of a character was like the Joker yes. or like Harley Quinn. Of like her coming into herself. Like, yeah, it was like a very like it was like a, a descent into madness. Like, yeah, but it was very like valid. Yes, a valid descent into madness. But it was like it was a validating and like exciting descent into madness. Right. So I would say when like Estella slash Cruella finds this truth about the person that she's working for, she starts to make like these bold choices in public that challenges the Baroness and these different fashion statements. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is the one with the butterflies because that one, uh, butterflies and moths, when she had it oh, delivered. the dress. Yeah. When she the had, dress. Yeah, when she had it delivered to, and you thought it was just like gold, like whatever that she yeah, sews yeah, yeah. on there and then like they lock it inside like the, the yes. vault and stuff. And then when they, the vault fall down and every all the little butterfly stuff falls out oh, yeah. and they all go outside and stuff. That whole thing, I was just like, wow, that's that was great. So what that was was they were uh, at least what I had thought. I mean, it did say like I guess in the newspaper it did say butterflies or something or moths, but at least in my like I thought it was beetle wing, which is like a technique that you use. Like there's like certain beetles that they like harvest their wings once mm-hmm. they die and they're like iridescent, and they like use them as like as like like almost like sequins. Mm-hmm. And they like gives it like this beautiful shimmer, and they like usually like green and like kind of like a peacock iridescence color. Okay. But they're beautiful, and that's what I thought she was doing. That dress, by the way, was stunning, gorgeous. They, <laughs> that moment where they like ever it was finished, and they like it paused on it. I had like an, like an out of body experience, like the it was just beautiful. But yes, that moment was like so good. Yeah. That's when it led to the concert outside. That con, yeah, and that was she like interrupted the Baroness's, uh, like her, her fashion show, and then like everyone went outside, and she was like, "Hey, by the way, here's my fashion show," and then like rocked out, and like with like a punk rock like moment, it was so good. It was it was great. How did you so overall? How did you feel about Emma Stone as Cruella? I was I was a little the casting was unexpected at least for me at the fir, in first but as soon as again as I saw the promos I was into it 100% like that first photo of her in like that that um 
the like uh, checkered uh, black mo jacket, Is and then she was holding the the, 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 dogs the and, Dalmatians, yeah. yeah, and she was just standing there like yeah, a, like was that was thing. just like powerful and good and delightful and delicious. I really enjoyed her performance as Cruella. Do you think anyone else today would be able to give a different performance that would be just as good off the top of your head? Ooh, not off the top of my head. I honestly hadn't thought about it because as soon as I saw her, I, I, I like, I, it clicked. Right. Because I have, I have a thing about uh, casting. I feel like a lot of times we, we doubt. And sometimes, you know, we're right, but I feel like more times we're, we're surprised. Yeah. We're pleasantly surprised. Like, like for example, um, since we're talking about, like, live Disney live action, um, like, Will Smith as, like, Genie. Oh, yeah. And I think because Robin Williams was such an iconic and everyone knows, like, everyone, that's, like, sacred. Right. Um, everyone was very apprehensive about it. But when they announced Will Smith, I was like... Who else today could 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 do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like genuinely do it, and I was actually very like okay with it. And then I remember like watching uh, Aladdin in theater, and the one song that everyone was kind of like like nervous about was you know um, friend like friend friend like me yeah. friend like me. And when he was done, everyone clapped and cheered. Yeah, you were like, and I was like, yep, okay, yes. like, he did it. So so like with Emma Stone with Cruella, like when I saw the picture, even when they announced her, I was like. Like I can see it. Like I can't picture anyone else. Yeah, who, who to mind, it. like no one else um, that I'm like I'm trying to like Rolodex through my like list of actresses could have played her. I think she did a really good job, like a solid job. And like this, since this movie definitely has a, a more young adult theme, I think she really played the arc of the character because this character is definitely ha has like some moments like she's a little crazy she's a little um mad in a way she has like a dark side to her she played the arc of the character really well where she made her like devious but also still like you were still rooting for the character right um we had someone ask us earlier um do we think that she did better than glenn close and I think our, our answer was pretty similar. It was like, they're both different. Different. So I know that's a lot of people, like if you grew up watching like 101 Dalmatian, like is she better or is she worse? And I think that it's it's different. Right. And like my description was like, the Glenn Close movies were very camp, like high, like high drama, like high, like suspended um, reality almost. Like it was like not you, it's like, takes place in the real world but like it's not really real world right um this is definitely a more real world um based movie right and it there yeah there's not really com it's it's very different not comparing the movies like you can't it's like apples to it's like granny smith's to like red delicious right it's like they are the same character but like they taste completely like totally different yeah i i think it would have been really nice that if they had an homage or if like Glenn Close would have made a cameo. That would have been fun. That would just like, remember, did you see Wonder Woman 1984? Yeah. Do you, like regardless of how you feel about the movie, but do you, did you watch the end credit scene uh, with uh, the original uh, with Linda Carter? I know I did. I don't remember what happened in it. So basically at the very end of the movie is like a tag scene at the end where like 
something happens and like i guess a lamp or like a, a street lamp was falling and it almost fell and you see someone who looks like wonder woman catch mm. it but all you see is the back and this person's like oh my god thank you so much and the, the woman turns around and it's linda carter that's who's right the original wonder yeah. woman so like in a movie like this where they're paying like you know it's not i guess not homage but it's like they're not a nods, remix, for sure it should be like i felt like there could have been like a nice nod like if she would have showed up to yes. be like you know like cause... A, one of the like a recreation of like the because there were so many iconic costumes from the glenn close version yeah that I, if they would have like recreated or like paid homage to like one of the iconic costumes of the movie i think that would have been a really good like way but i mean again like i mean in general like your cruella is dalmatians red white fur all of that so i mean like in a way it all kind of like comes together at the end. Can you imagine <laughs> if she was the Baroness? I think I would have thrown up. I think that would have been so good. But I and I, I think in a way like Emma Thompson <laughs> Could you imagine though? Like that would have been iconic. But like I think Emma Thompson did a really No, she she was great. She was great. She yeah. played that wicked really well. I I could I could I could probably list like a few other actresses who could have done that role, but I did really thoroughly enjoy her in that role. Yeah, she, like I said, she gave me, um, she gave me Devil Wears Prada type of tease, mm-hmm. and I, I thought it was great. Um, so the end credit scene in this movie, um, it, it like alludes to like a potential sequel, and I know there's been like stuff so like rumors about it. So what I wanted to ask you is, obviously, have you, you seen the end credit scene? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like three different ways they can do it. And okay. I wanted to ask you, like, what do you think? So the end credit scene of this movie, basically a package gets delivered and it's it's the dog. Is what Pono? Our dog? No. What's oh, Pongo? Pongo. I knew it was similar. Pong, Pongo. Oh huh. Yeah. So gets delivered to Anita Darling. I thought you were saying Pono. <laughs> it's like no. For everyone here, that's our my dog. Yeah. Um, but so an uh Pongo gets uh, delivered. And I was like, okay, so naturally, I would think that this movie would go into the original. Right, there would be some sort of like 101 Dalmatians arc. Right, so this movie would go into the original one. But if they was to make a sequel, like, so the three different things in my head that it can go is either, A, there could be a sequel to this movie that takes place before the original events of 101 Dalmatians. Right. B, it could be they can make uh, they could remake 101 Dalmatians with this new cast. Yeah. Or C, they can just leave it alone and say this movie goes into the original 101 Dalmatians. Uh huh. Which one would you just? Well, in my head, like, I don't think they can do a recreation of the original 101 because like Anita and like I mean I guess in in I mean Cruella comes over in like the 101 Dalmatians original. And it sounds like they're not like, it doesn't look like they're friends, but like they know each other. Yeah. So I guess that in like a way that like could work. If like, I guess like, cause like Roger was the, the, the lawyer, but like, I guess they would have to like come together and like be a couple. And like, there are just some like, there would be some like plot lines they would have to connect from like yeah. this Cruella to like the 101 Dalmatians. But I think I would appreciate, like they took the route that they did with like Maleficent where they, because, like, Maleficent, like, took a huge turn on that character. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
there was no way that they were going to be able to connect. Like, I mean, they like kind of glossed over like the actual Sleeping Beauty story, but like there was no way you would be able to like connect that movie to the original. So hold on, who's Roger again? The isn't Anita and Roger like the the? So they're the, they're the couple. Yeah, the couple. Okay, if I'm not mistaken. So Anita. I'm assuming that's the same Anita. Right, and I think that was like all their homage to that character. But they they race been the the character, which I was here for. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, She played that role really well, too. So she was a reporter. Was she a reporter in the original one? Honestly, it's been so long since I've seen the original one. Me too. That's something I'm trying to reach. So like, I know like she works, does she work for... Uh, I don't Corella Deville. Like, there's a relation there. There is a relationship there, and honestly, my bad. I relationship. I, I, I don't remember. I don't. Oh, I know. The, the it was list, mostly about the dogs. The, the listeners are gonna be like, what they're are like, why? Doing? Yeah. Like, why didn't y'all? Like, we did. I wrote a whole bunch of notes, but we're we're like reaching for straws here. But there's there is a relation here. Like, obviously the dogs. Yeah, but I think there's a reason why um Corella Deville sees these dogs and I wonder if it's because of Anita or something like that. I think it's more on her side. Well at least in this movie I really appreciate there were like there was like a clear reason why she hates Dalmatians. Why was that? Because they like they and then that's like a huge oh, spoiler be, pl- plot. I mean, it is, okay, okay. Like, or at least but she held like a big. Say, did she, she say that she hated them? That's all. She I was didn't confused. necessarily say she hated them, but there was a clear reason why. Like, she would might she would have held a grudge against Dalmatians. Okay, okay I can understand that because I okay I can see that now because she does make a line and uh, she says a line in the movie. Where you're just like, oh, okay, I can I can see like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, the the plot point that we're trying to avoid because we don't want to spoil the entire thing. Um, I can see that now. But okay, no, that's curious. But no, I. So I honestly like. I think that if they were to, because they are talking about a sequel. And how could they not? Because this one is doing so well already. Right. But the thing is, it's kind of like how I think they could do another one that maybe takes place before the events of 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, and, I see that. And they can still, because I feel like she's still young. Um, she's still. They can still explore all of that, and then because you're rooting for her now, and I feel right, like when one to one Dalmatians, you're not rooting for Corella Deville. Oh, one hundred percent. So I feel like you have to see that descent into madness, some type of way, yeah. a little bit more. And that would be really interesting to see, like what route they would take, route they would take, because like from this point, and like she she lands on like a, a pretty good spot at the end of the movie. Yeah, and like it would be interesting to see if they took her in like a like really dark place or like right. a real like a more elevated like space and to see like how they they treated the character because i kind of would love to see her just like get like evil yeah and i i think they would have to do that because it's kind of it's kind of hard like the same way i look at this is how i look at like wicked you've never seen wicked have you wicked like the musical yeah yes i've seen wicked I okay wicked. okay cool but you know how like from the original uh wizard of oz mm-hmm. we all hate the wicked witch of the west right but you watch Wicked and you're like rooting for it. Right, 100%. Because it's a, yeah, they give you like a sympathetic side to the character that you're like, oh, I realize why you are the way you are. Exactly. So I think, but I think with this Cruella, the way it ended, it's like in my head, I'm like, how can I now say, okay, I'm actually rooting for this because I actually right. genuinely am like rooting for Cruella right. outside of, of this movie. But like after that, I'm like, now how all of a sudden I'm going to turn it and be like, no, we hate her. Right. Or like, and like, I, I, it's, 
I mean, obviously, I'm not the creative mind behind this movie and like or or the sequels if they ever do have them. But like, I there is a lot of potential for the character. I'm just not sure where that potential lies. Yeah. And like where they could take it. But oh my gosh, I hope so because like also this movie f focuses like largely on fashion. Right. It's like her career and like that's why like oh like the the main plot point of the movie is a circles around her like desire to design. Exactly. Um. And so, like, where would they, like, how would they weave that in? Yeah. Did this feel like a Disney movie to you? Yes and no. I think this was a fresh take for their live action movies because compared to, like, a lot of the other ones, um, this one had a unique storyline similar to Maleficent, but I think in a very much more... Um, Maleficent, they, like... They were like they were testing waters they were like we're taking it there but like we're not actually taking it there like in terms of like the darkness and stuff right but like this one really took a turn for like a more mature um theme because there were a lot of scenes in the movie where i was like i took a moment i was like is is this okay like i is, uh my nephew like he's he's like nine mm -hmm. and i was like i was like I think this is okay for him to watch. I mean, like, not that I, it wasn't that bad, but I was just like, oh, I was like, I didn't think this would be in this movie. Right. And it was like refreshing. And in that way, it didn't feel like a Disney movie because like a lot of the times, and for a while, I haven't felt very refreshed by some of the stuff that they've put out, mm -hmm. but this felt nice, good, refreshing, um, really exciting. It felt like an actual like movie movie. And yeah. I think with, some of the other live action movies, like like I even have on my list, it feel like those feel like it just comes right out of like the animated movies or whatever. Right. Where this was an original, I guess, original movie um, based in like you said the real world, so it didn't feel like a Disney movie to mm -hmm. me. Um, I knew it was just because of Disney, and you know, there's not. I don't think there's any swearing in it at all. Um, they. They played really well with, you know, let's tell like a like a dark story, but from Disney. Right. It still like conveys what we need to, what, to convey. But I, that's why I say it feels like, you know, a, the, the Devil Wears Prada with like a smidge of like Harley Quinn. And like a little bit of Mean Girls. It, yeah. Because it was like, they had like a takedown Regina George moment. <laughs> they did. I really loved that. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. I, um, what about, what do you think about, um, because they made a big point about, like, the first opening, like, gay character in this movie. Oh, yeah. That was, okay, that was my thing. Okay, I, there was no promo for that character. And, like, there was, like, because, you know, like, Beauty and the Beast. Like, they were, like, they, like, shot out, like, character portraits of, like, basically, like, every single character. Right. And made it very apparent. I know they released character, like, portrait, um, like, um posters for like this movie as well but they weren't like heavily like marketed mm -hmm. i didn't realize that character was in this movie and it was kind of refreshing to just have him there and like i love just like having that kind of character there without needing like a big announcement or like right. some like like giant like conversation around it yeah i loved the character i would love to see more because like he was just like a f he was like a very like not someone I would expect Disney to put in their movie. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I think choices like that is what made it not feel like a Disney choices. movie to me. Just because it just felt like a regular movie. Yeah, one hundred percent. If you took away the name Cruella, yeah, and you put any, it could have been a prequel to Devil Wears Prada. 
honestly. Or it could have been a prequel to any other movie that's out there. So that's why I feel like they did a really good job with that as well. Um, without saying the actual like plot point in the movie, like how did you feel about that development? Specifically about which point? <laughs> uh, well, the main, like the thing that, you know, the main, like, I, I, I don't want to say it, but like the main. Certainly like, around Cruella? Yeah. Like the big, the big thing that we find, the big reveal. Oh, how did I feel about like that plot? I, yeah. Honestly, didn't see it coming. We thought we were trying, I was trying to like work it out. I was like trying to figure out like what we were trying to get out at the story. Right. Um, It was a good turn though. And I really, enjoy, this movie like does a really good job of um, fleshing out the characters while also telling a good story. Right. And I think that's what makes this movie so exciting as well is because like you're not just watching like a fun Disney movie or like an exciting Disney movie, but like in general, it, the storyline just like is like very um, compelling. Um, I really genuinely enjoyed the um, the like the plot twists that they threw in there. Yeah, it was really good. I think that um, they they did a really good job with telling the story and also setting up a potential sequel to where like you want more mm-hmm. and you want more out of what we already have. Like we already have the one hundred and one. Dalmatian movies and also animated movies yeah. but I want more from this story. Oh 100%. And I would love to see like where it goes. I need more fashion. I, the, oh my gosh. I, yeah it was it was really it, like I said you guys Spencer is. Yeah but like and like even from the promos I mean if y'all haven't seen the promo but like even just like that I knew it was coming but like the moment where she like drops the match, the match. and like her white cloak pull like Goes up in flames, very Katniss Everdeen. I was just about to and say like, that is very much Hunger Games. She makes a scene, like pulls up in this beautiful red dress, and like the the it it's more symbolic within like the context of the movie. But just like the moments and like the fun, it, it's fun. It's like it's exciting. Like the fashion was just delightful. So there's there's been a lot of Disney live action movies that have come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still like a few more coming. Where would you put this on your ranking as far as like the ones you've enjoyed the most? Top two. Top two? Yeah. The other one, okay. And so in the, the unreleased podcast that we did before, <laughs> what was your number one again? My number one was Cinderella. Was, okay. So and I one. think it still is. Okay. Um, And this one, I will have to say, Cruella definitely tells a better story overall, is more exciting. The fashion, the costumes overall. I. I just have like a, um, a, a a lenience towards like or like a um, I get pulled towards like the classic Disney stories right. very much so, and I loved Cinderella and the costumes from you especially were like like out of this world. I have like a very like deep emotional connection with that movie. Right. But Cruella is, if not, they're like a tie because this one is exciting to watch. It has really good costumes. It's not CGI heavy, which is like one of my big qualms with like the other a lot of the other one, um, Disney live action movies like um, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, it gets like really heavy on like the, and it pulls you out of the movie. Um, Cruella is definitely not CGI heavy. There are moments where you're like, oh, like, mm, but like it doesn't pull you out of the story as it's much as necessary. it does. Yeah, it's like necessary. Right. Um, so in that aspect, like, Cruella is like top two. 
So I think what I told you before, um, the Lion King is my number one, mm-hmm. but it's it's bigger than just the Lion King. You are you already know I'm a huge right. fan and stuff like that. But I would say taking that out of the equation, this will probably be my favorite one. Okay, party. Um, only because um, I am a person who likes like a good story with a like a, a smidge of darkness mm-hmm. to it. Like even like for the Marvel movies, I would say out of all the phases that they did, Phase Three leading up to like Infinity War and Endgame was my mm-hmm. favorite because the stories that they told were more serious. And a little bit more dark. Yeah. Um, not like heavy dark, but it was like it made you think. And it made right. You like, okay, there's actually like stick to it. There was like a reality to it that like kind of anchored it. Right. I think for me, like you mentioned Beauty and the Beast. Um, growing up, Beauty and the Beast was probably my favorite. Well, Belle was my favorite princess, and I feel like she still is. Um, if I I probably have to sit there and think about it. Um, and I'm not including a lot of like the newer ones, but yeah. I think out of the classic like princesses, Belle was always my favorite one. I was very underwhelmed with that movie. Um, the CGI didn't really bother me too much just because in my head, I'm thinking we're going into a castle with a talking candle and a talking right. clock. So it didn't take me out as much. What took me out was Emma Watson. And that is true. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Emma Watson fan. She's Hermione all day um, from, you know, Harry Potter, mm-hmm. but she wasn't Belle. No. And I, I hate to say that. And, you know, Emma Watson, if you're ever listening to this, I'm still a huge fan of yours. And I you love just, you. You did what you needed to do, but I felt like they could have chosen a different person. I to think be she would have clicked better if she didn't have to sing. They auto tune the, the heck out of her voice. And, like, that's the thing that, like, why I'm excited. Um, I know we haven't brought this up yet, but like Little Mermaid. I am so excited for Little Mermaid. And particularly because um, Hallie is such a good um, sing- singer. She Her voice is gorgeous. And like Emma cannot sing as well as she can. Yeah, I don't think she... And couldn't carry a whole soundtrack. She couldn't. And I think the one thing that made Belle unique was... She she was beautiful, but she wasn't glamorous in the sense of the other girls that were throwing himself at Gaston. And I yeah. think that's what made him say, okay, she's different from the rest. And here's well, the, she's, she's different. She's different, but her voice was very beautiful. Emma Watson... I, and I'm, you know, I'm into music, so that that's the first thing I listen to. It's like when I hear the soundtrack, when I hear like these people, like whatever. But since you brought up Little Mermaid, I know that Little Little Mermaid is your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I've told you this plenty of times that I I grew up not liking Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. and I call that slander. <laughs> I was, but but you know, honestly, what it was. Okay, so I'll say this because I know I probably just had all the Disney people like, oh my god, but so. The movie is good. Like I like the movie. Yeah, it's not a bad movie. The songs are not bad. It's it's. I don't hate the movie. I didn't. So the the story plots always bothered me, and I think that's, okay, yeah, that's why I don't like it. Um, I never liked the fact that she gave up her voice to be with this man. Um, I never like even that whole scene. Like that scene with you know Ursula is very dark. Yeah. Like, and I know a lot of early Disney stuff is dark, but it always rubbed me the wrong way. So mm-hmm. it was, it's not the movie itself that I don't like um, in a sense of like, oh, I thought it was a bad movie or it's horrible. It's not that. It's like, definitely um, problematic in places. Yes. 
I, I, I understand like the people's argument about like that particular moment. And I'm, I'm interested to see how they either address it or change it in the new live action movie. But I never, I don't know. Maybe I just never saw it as like, she was giving up her voice to be with them. And she's like, it was partially cause she's like halfway obsessed. She has like giving up her voice and like, because she's curious and like adventurous and she's like getting ready to explore this like whole new world that she, <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, that she's like incredibly um, like interested in, and yeah. so like it was like more about her like exploring new places and new things than it was about like specifically the man. There's there's a lot of like older Disney movies. Like another one that I, it's a it's a good like the movie itself is good, but I don't like it. Is Pinocchio? Pinocchio always scared me when I was little. It's creepy. It's, Never it's go on a, that ride. It's a creepy. That one and Mr. Toad's Wild Adventure are probably the two scariest. Like, I wouldn't take your children on those rides at Disneyland at all. Like, they're the, the ride is actually like scary it's for spooky. children. It's a spooky. And ride. if you go every time I go on that ride, it seems to get darker and darker. And I don't like that. It's you know it yeah it's bad. But like, I remember watching Pinocchio when I was little, and I know it was done to teach children a lesson. So I get right. it. it. It definitely taught the lesson. Yeah, she taught the lesson. Right, but it's it, that's what's so like. But with Little Mermaid, I am a huge Chloe and Halle fan. Um, if you don't know, they're actually signed by Beyonce. But. Anyways, uh, but no, I'm super excited to see what they are doing with that. I'm very interested to see how Disney backs their choice of them race bending Ariel because when they did it, it was a huge backlash mm -hmm. from, you know, that's not my Ariel. Um, it's I a have, mermaid, y'all. I, I have my thoughts on that, um, but I'm actually here for it. I yes. support it 100%. Um, it is a mermaid, and it, and I hate the argument of, oh, what if we race meant Black Panther? Well, T'Challa is an African king from Africa. Like, yeah, he's... What white African kings do you know are from Africa? Right, nothing anchors Ariel within, like, a specifically white... And, like, y'all, the crab... Oh, also, R.I.P., um... I forgot his name. The, vo the voice... The voice of Sebastian. And also who played, um, the original... Mufasa. Yeah, Broadway. Um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting your name, but R.I.P. Rest in peace. Um, but like, y'all, the crab was literally like, uh, like had a Caribbean accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's so there's a thing out there. There's a video that I saw. I don't know if I told you this before. Like, it's this. Uh, this could be a course correct from Disney. Mm, mm -hmm. So basically, um, the video was saying that back, you know, when it came out, when '88 or '89. '89. Okay. So. Obviously, not a lot of black, like, lead stuff. Right. But if you look at the movie Little Mermaid... She's tropical. She's tropical. She's in the Caribbean. Like, all the architectures of the building is Caribbean. The songs are very Caribbean. Everything right. like that. So it's like, you're going to put, like, this little, you know, white girl with red hair in the middle of the Caribbean. Um, that's not a thing. Right, if right. you go to the Caribbean, there's no, like, there's no white people down there. There's, you know, there's brown, there's black, there's all different, you know, ethnicity down there. So it, this could be a way of Disney course correcting that. Yeah. And even though she's like a, like the, the original story is Dutch, like there is no denying that the Disney interpretation of it was like a lot more. Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm curious to see, and I think that, uh, going back to what you're saying, as far as like with the music. Oh yeah. Um, she can definitely sing. She could sing. Um, she definitely has range. 
Um, she's small. She's petite. Um, she's one half of like you know her and her sister duo. Um, if you want to see her act, you can actually see her in Grownish on Freeform, which is such a good show. It's, I love it so much. Um, but she's she's really really good. So I'm very curious to see. I think out of all of, and it's kind of like, like ironic out of all of the upcoming live action Disney stuff, I'm actually most excited for that one. Yeah. Besides Cruella, just because of who they cast as like Ariel, I'm not too thrilled about Ursula. Uh, that is an that is an interesting choice because yeah. that was that was one of the characters that like unlike Cruella, I had multiple choices in mind that were never Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, like they could have picked a drag queen, they could have picked someone who was ethnic, they could have picked someone who was like my not Melissa like, McCarthy. <laughs> my number one was Queen Latifah. Yeah, she, well, she did the live. I went. I was like in person when they filmed that. How was she? And she was delightful. Yeah, she was stunning. She killed it. She's she's actually done so many musicals. Like she was in Hairspray. She was in yes. Chicago. Um, she's you know she's had a career. She you know obviously started off as a rapper, but she's done so much with her career. And I was like, she would have bodied yes. Ursula. Where I would have been like, oh, you got Halle Bailey, and then you also have Queen Latifah as Ursula. And that would have been such that, a moment, right? And then Limo and Miranda's doing the music for it. Like yes. it would have been everything. But you know, it's hey, you know if. That could be another one where Melissa we, McCarthy. We surprise. We get a surprise. Hopefully she can sing because her song is is a iconic, a huge, is a huge song. Yeah. In that in that movie. Yeah. So that'll be really interesting to see. I'm not sold on it yet, obviously. But like again, like Rukurella, I could be completely surprised. Right. And like the look of it might. Oh, and that's another thing is like how they can like. Aquaman was like that's I first. Said, I was about to say Aquaman walked so Little Mermaid could, could run, run because so, yeah. they definitely. Um, it wasn't horrible the way that Aquaman did it, but it definitely wasn't my favorite. I, what is you had a problem with how Aquaman looked? It just looked a little. I don't know. Something was off about it. They're to me. underwater. I know. I but exactly. I I don't know something about the Aquaman. I I was a little tipsy when I was watching it, but like something about like the way that they were like it's. I don't know, maybe it was just the way they were like, just like in the water. It was like kind of like when it's not, I don't, yeah. I don't know, watch it, take a look at it. It didn't read to me. So, I mean, here's the thing. I think, so I understand like the criticism and stuff because a, a few people said that. My thing is this, I think when I see a movie that are based around that fantasy, like I have to let that part of my mind go. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, this is about a fish Pretty much, right? A I mean, there's a there's a under, general and, amount of like suspended like reality, and they did. So the thing with with Aquaman is a lot of the times that they had extended dialogue, they would put them in like an air bubble. Yeah. Um, Little Mermaid, they talk underwater, yeah. and I th there was only a few times in Aquaman where they talked still, quote unquote, in water. Oh yeah. So, I, but I do think that that movie can walk, so that Little Mermaid, Mermaid can, can run. run. Um, and there's a healthy amount on both, and maybe they may do more stuff on land. Yeah, that'll be interesting to where, see how they balance that. Where you know, just that. how they they have to be in the water. Like right. she sings a part, like you know, a part of your world, right? Yeah. Well, and the, oh, that's a, yeah, she it, sings part of your world. But but she does it all, like almost all in the water. Mm -hmm. So it's like they have to do, you know, they have to do a lot of this in the water. So I'm very curious to see how they're gonna. And also that. like how they give her more. I'm assuming they're gonna want to give her more. Airtime, um, no pun intended, but um, because she literally only sings part of your world in the original movie. Oh no, they're Pretty writing new, they're, right? They're and, writing but new it's songs. like it'll be interesting to see how they like 
showcase her like on land like in her moments without like it's but she's like also a mute right they're gonna have to give her did they did they cast did they say who the who's playing uh, her father oh my goodness i know they did i'm gonna try to look it up yeah look it up are you while you look that up are you excited for peter pan um is it was it peter pan and wendy yeah, I didn't, they're coming up with a new live action. There's been so many live action Peter so, Pans, though. But here's the thing: um, my Peter Pan will forever be um, Hook. Yes, like no other Peter. I did like the Peter Pan movie that came out in the early 2000s, but my so um, when I okay, so Hook when I saw the the cartoon again as an adult, I didn't like uh, Wendy <laughs> because no, 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 I didn't like Tinkerbell. No, I don't like Tinkerbell. This is another one I don't like. Okay, I didn't. It was Wendy because she tried to kill Wendy. Oh That's, yeah, right. I knew Wendy was a part of it, but I don't like Tinkerbell. She's sassy. She's very sassy. She has an attitude. She has an attitude. She has an attitude. Um, but yeah, it's because she tried to kill Wendy. But my my Peter Pan is forever Hook. Yeah. So any other one that come out, but um, honestly, I don't know. I feel like because Peter Pan's another one. They're they they're um, uh, race bending. Yeah, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Yeah. Oh. I don't remember the actress, but they are. She's also from from Grownish as well. Um, <laughs> Look at the I know a little uh, ABC, just little stepping stones. But they're they're getting out there. But no, I'm 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 excited just because I do like the I do like the Peter Pan story. I also feel like that's another dark one. Have you heard the fan the the, the theories about? Well, yeah, about like the the children being like dead. Yeah, they're dead. Yeah, and like Peter Pan is the angel of death. Yeah, it's it's a little sad. I mean, the, I mean the the original story is like super like sad, but like so it'll be interesting to see how they take that. Javier Bardem. Oh, he was he was the villain in the latest the last Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean movie. Gotcha. He is he's the dad. Gotcha. That's right. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, I don't know what else he's done, honestly. So I, I don't think King Triton really sings. No, I don't think he will. He Aqu- sings in the musical. Aquafina is in it. Oh, that's right. She's Scuttle. Yeah. I mean, I live for Aquafina. I think she's hilarious. I thought she was really cute in Raya, but I, it'll, that'll be a, I, I'll wait for the trailer. I don't want her to become, um, Josh Gad. No, like, uh. Like she's like everywhere now. Yeah, she's like she was in Raya. She was in Crazy Rich Asians. I think she was. She's been in a few other things. She's gonna be in you know uh, Shang Chi. You know, so I don't. Oh want, right, right. That's I don't true. Want, I don't want her to like become everywhere. Then like we get like annoyed of her. That's yeah. The thing. But uh, but yeah, no. I was trying to see like who other people on here is, but um, but no, Peter Pan. Um, because I can't think of any other live action movies that are coming out. I know there's probably some more. Um, they. I didn't see Christopher Robin. Did you see Christopher Robin? Oh, the 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 um the live action with Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. I did see that. How did you like it? That was cute. I thought it was really cute. I've never been like a Winnie the Pooh fan. I, they're making a musical now. They do we need a musical? I don't know, but it's coming. <laughs> um, uh, Lady and the Tramp. I did not see that one. That one was on Disney Plus. Yeah, that one. I, and that was probably that was probably for a reason. Okay. But I need to watch it. I should watch it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other live action ones. I mean, uh, Aladdin. So Aladdin is also up there on my list. I'm yeah, like, Aladdin's I'm, also on my list. I love Aladdin. And then, um, so is Maleficent. Um, and, but the second one. I didn't see. The Mistress of one. Evil. I thought that one took a real like 
similar to Cruella, not necessarily in the dark aspect, but it definitely um, world built really well. Mm -hmm. I think that it like gave me a, a unique story that I wasn't expecting. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I think that, I definitely think that Cruella did its thing with obviously, you know, being a Disney live action, but making itself very distinct. Yes. I want to see more movies like that. I think that Disney, so the Disney, their IPs are, you know, they have Star, they have like Lucasfilm Star Wars, they have, you know, Marvel, they have Pixar, they have Disney animation, and they have the Disney live action stuff. And I think that the non-Disney, like, you know, remakes that come out don't usually land. Mm. Like, I'm thinking, like, Tomorrowland. Oh, uh, that was disappointing, you know, too. There's a, there's a lot that has come out that usually don't land. <gasps> Sorry, I just remembered. A new, it's not necessarily like a remake live action, but it Jungle Cruise. So here's the thing about Jungle Cruise. So Jungle Cruise is actually coming out this summer um, on Disney Plus. That's actually going to be the last Disney Premier Access Plus movie for now. Oh, okay, interesting. So it's that one. It's uh, Black Widow, and then that one. So because I think with uh, there's they're going to start pushing go to theaters. Go to the theaters. Go yeah. to the theaters and see it. Um. Jungle Cruise is actually like one of my least favorite rides at <laughs> Disney only because I wish there was real animals. Okay. Um, and I feel like some of the jokes are not funny to me. Like the main joke where like, we're not going to see the back of a waterfall. It's very campy to the point yeah. where it's very like cringe. You're like, oh my uh, God, yeah. like we're actually doing <laughs> this? Okay. But um, I just seen uh, A Quiet Place 2. Okay. And... Uh, um, Emily Blunt was amazing. Um, the Rock, I feel like, is how I don't want Aquafina to be. I feel like you see okay. The Rock everywhere. So he literally did Jungle Cruise, but like it was Jumanji. Exactly. So I don't, I don't see that character that he plays. I just see The Rock. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm gonna see it. He's the multiverse Rock. Like he, he's everywhere. He's, he's everywhere. Every, every universe. Mr. Worldwide. Um, Exactly. I'm, I'm I'm gonna see it, and I'll probably even talk about it on here. Um, but I'm not excited. Yeah, I mean, it looks very Indiana Jones to me. Like it's like an adventure movie, but I am really excited because I I'm hoping that like the movie is good because I do generally enjoy. I'm hoping it does well because I want them to green green light a haunted mansion live action movie, a new one. I was just about to say like this will be the third Disney park specific. Because I think they're also planning on doing a Matterhorn one as well. Really? Yeah, I think I, well, at least through the grapevine, I don't know, I saw a post with somewhere. The, with, the, with the Yeti? Yeah. Or like the Bottom of Soul Man? Yeah. But I really want them to do um, um, a Haunted Mansion one because I think, I mean, I love the Eddie Murphy, ver like the, the Eddie Murphy live action one because it's like campy and funny, but like it's like so bad it's good. But like, I think that one could be really good. Is like, it, are they trying to make it like scary? I would, I think so. I hope so. I think they're going to try to like kind of build off of the like Haunted Mansion and like lore, which is like dark and like expansive. Are they going to do the original Haunted Mansion or like the, because you know like Haunted well, there's Mansion multiple, has changed over right. the years where like the original Haunted Mansion apparently was like an actual like scary ride. Right, right. It was, and it was like a walkthrough of like curios and stuff. But yeah. like there are... I just, I'm like crossing my fingers that they kind of like take the route of like mysterious, like 
dark backstory versus like campy funny like i mean obviously that's always gonna be a part of haunted mansion but i'm hoping they go they air on the side of more dark yeah and they can do it because they just did it with cruella yeah cruella was is a good is they i think cruella proves that they disney is allowed to and will be still successful in like the young adult area where they walk the line really well as long as they do it correctly right they walk a um they can walk a line between um like dark and like fun and like do it in a really like good way like that's like that's an avenue that they're allowed to take now yeah um no i can i can see that i mean i'm always curious as to what what they're going to be bringing us um disney like i said they have a lot of ips so as long as they don't give me another john carter no we don't need that no (laughs) no we don't need that but um but let us let me know if you guys have seen cruella let me know what you think both of us give it your raving reviews two thumbs up um definitely want to go see it again um i i told spencer before that i'm gonna try to watch as many movies even though they have a digital component where i can watch it from home I'm going to try to watch them in theaters because I do support the theaters. Um, but I wanted to save my $30 purchase and di- from, you know, Disney plus to actually buy it. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's the one thing I would say with the premiere access point of it is that when you buy it on there, it just unlocks it early in Disney plus, And you don't really get any of the extra features. You don't get any of that right. stuff that you would get from buying it. So it's like, I would rather pay that 30 bucks in a month and buy it on iTunes. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, like, at least for uh, for when I do Premiere Access, I'm like, okay. Because we do, like, little movie nights. Like, you you came over when we did um, Mulan. Yeah. And it's like, it's like paying for, like, two movie tickets. But, right. like, you're at home. And, like, I'm like, I'm okay with that. Because, like, it's... It's fine. I mean, everyone's, everyone's yeah. situation is different. Everyone... And, I think it's cute to do like movie nights at home. I know it's like I I generally prefer, especially with new movies, to go see them in the theaters because like you're definitely like locked in, no phones, no talking, blah blah blah. I I do think that the like I I do kind of like enjoy like the little like, um like movie premiere from home though. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think that the one thing that the pandemic has taught us, uh, well, as is actually like reshaped as a how we enjoy entertainment, and I think Uh streaming is definitely not gonna go anywhere anytime soon. But we're going to have very distinct where you're going to have some movies that are going to be theaters only. And then you're going to have a lot more content that's going to yeah. be at home. So we'll get both. But um, however you guys decide to go see it, go see Cruella. Absolutely. let me know what you guys think of the movie. Yeah. So I want to give a special shout out to Spencer for joining me on this episode. Thank you for having me. And I'm, he'll probably be back. Anything Disney, anything, anything. Whatever. all about it all about it he's gonna be back on here and uh where can they find where can they follow you at spencer you can follow me uh at life is purdy p-u-r-d-y on instagram that's what's up Ew. make sure you follow him and you can follow me at the movie bugle on instagram as well and until next time